This is Dina Marie Hale, host of Voice of the Shepherd, with a morning blend faith moment on Mater Dei Radio. On December 31st in Rome at St. Peter's Basilica, Pope Francis led the traditional end-of-the-year celebration of Vespers, followed by the recitation of the Te Deum, the church's solemn chant of thanksgiving for the past year. Meanwhile, the church began to mourn the loss of Pope Benedict XVI, who died earlier that morning. In his homily, Pope Francis recalled the great kindness, witness of faith and prayer of his predecessor, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI, by saying, And speaking of kindness, at this moment, my thought naturally goes to dear Pope Emeritus Benedict, who left us this morning. We are moved as we recall him as such a noble person, so kind, and we feel such gratitude in our hearts Gratitude to God for having given him to the church and to the world. Gratitude to him for all the good he accomplished and above all for his witness of faith and prayer, especially in these last years of his recollected life. Only God knows the value and the power of his intercession of the sacrifices he offered for the good of the church. And with me today to help us give tribute to Pope Benedict XVI is Jesuit priest, Father James Kubicki. Good morning, Father James. Happy New Year and uh, great to have you with us today. Good morning, Marie. Happy and blessed New Year to you and to all our listeners as well. Well, as we put together our thoughts for the month, we were going to be talking about saints, but I wanted to have us open this first conversation and really talk about Pope Benedict XVI in honor of him and obviously to pray for him and his soul. Uh, it was just a couple of days before his passing that Pope Francis invited us to all pray for Pope Benedict. I remember a few messages that went out to, we knew his health was declining at the age of 95. And so I think maybe that was a great great way of grace for us to continue to pray for him and then his passing on the 31st of December. Give us a, a little insight uh, for your own perspective in your vocation, in your ministry, just maybe some of the ways Pope Benedict has been part of your own vocation. Well, I, he certainly was a great inspiration to me. You know, when I recently read uh, Peter Seewald's uh, two-volume biography, which he completed in the year 2020. And so uh, I'm sure there will be a, a third volume that will speak a little more about uh, the last years, the last couple years of, of Pope Benedict XVI. But it was, it was really enlightening to read that biography. And what came through so often was his humility, that he wanted to be very much a scholar. And he had asked Pope St. John Paul II several times if he could leave his position as prefect of the Congregation of the Faith in order to uh, go back to being a scholar, to reading and writing. And um, Pope John Paul said, no, I need you in this position. And so he, he was certainly somebody who was very humble. And uh, I think many people misread him. They thought that perhaps he was, you know, they called him um, the a papal Rottweiler, or that, you know, he was uh, this angry or very power-hungry person, just the opposite. He very much loved playing the piano, and he loved cats. Um, there was even a child's book written about him and, and his cat. And he would walk to work when he worked at the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith. He would walk to work and people would recognize him, and he would recognize them. He would say hello to them. Um, so he was a very humble 
um, I think, a, a people-oriented person. Though he was very shy and introverted, uh, he also had a deep love for his family and for people. And I think what, what touches me the most is in many of the homilies and documents that he had written, some of the post-synodal apostolic exhortations, uh, he, he really... I think addresses people in a way that uh, can engage them. I think many people thought of Pope Benedict as somebody who was a scholar. And so he was writing above their heads and they would not be able to understand them. I, I've talked to some people who said they found St. John Paul II maybe harder to understand, but Pope Benedict, I think had a knack for bringing uh, the truths of our faith and the scriptures down to earth and and speaking to people where they were at. And so he certainly uh, spoke to me during the years that I was the um, Apostleship of Prayer Director for the United States. Uh, I was in that position from 2003 to 2017. And so I, I was able to observe him a little more closely as we would get the monthly prayer intentions for the Holy Father. And I loved sharing those with the world and including some of the things Pope Benedict would have about the particular intentions that we were praying for. So I always felt invited into his life and into his thinking through the prayer intentions that he gave us. Yeah. I'm talking with Father James Kubicki, Jesuit priest, and we're reflecting upon the life of Pope Benedict XVI, who passed on December 31st. 2022, and we begin this new year, really holding him in prayer. It reminds me, uh, Father James, about the, the power of our prayers, but particularly at the passing of a loved one, the prayer for our deceased and our faithful departed. You know, every Sunday Mass, we come together and we have these prayers of the faithful, but particularly for the souls who have passed. And maybe some people don't understand that, but I, as a, as a convert to the Catholic Church, I've come to really appreciate the power of prayer, particularly for those who have gone away, uh, who have passed. Give us a sense of that power of our prayer and particularly for our loved ones who have died. Well, one of my favorite um, writings of Pope Benedict was Spe Salvi, his second encyclical about hope. And in there, he talks about how our lives are connected to one another, and no one lives alone, sins alone, or does works of charity alone, or prays alone, that we're very much connected through the human family and in the body of Christ. And so he said, when our loved ones pass from this life to the next life, they leave time, but we remain in time. They enter eternity, we remain in the world. And he says, it's never too late to pray for someone who has died. Uh, that our prayers accompany them into eternity. And so I think, especially thinking and, and gratefully of the life of, of Pope Benedict and how uh, he led our church during difficult times, that we not only pray in gratitude for his life and his service of the church, but also to ask the Lord to purify anything that may have stood in the way of his seeing the Lord face to face. Um, because um, Pope Benedict would have been the first to admit that he too needed the sacrament of reconciliation and that he needed to bring to the Lord himself as he was to be purified, to be forgiven. And so our prayers at this moment can can help in that process. I, I read that his dying words were very simple. I love you, Jesus. 
And so we have to imagine as he passed from this life to the next that he would have met the Lord and the Lord would have invited him, good and faithful servant, come into the kingdom that has been prepared for you from the foundation of the world. But as he crosses that threshold, our prayers can, as it were, be air under his wings that lift him up and purify anything that uh, is a residue of sin from his past or any baggage that he may have carried into the next life. Absolutely. Our prayers are so important. And again, what I see this is, Father James Kubicki, is this this unifying that all around the whole globe, we are praying. We are praying as a people of faith for Pope Francis and now for Pope Benedict XVI, that he receive his um his reward in heaven. And so we pray for his intercession for sure. You know, before we close this conversation, I just want to ask you about, you know, Pope Benedict and his connection with the Holy Eucharist, because I know for me, I really became a a lover of adoration of the Blessed Sacrament through the example of Pope Benedict. Well, if if I were to recommend to our listeners, if you want to read something really good for this year in which our bishops have called us to revive our belief in the Eucharist and the impact it has in our lives would be to read a a document called Sacramentum Caritatis, which he wrote after the Synod of Bishops uh, that uh, reflected on the role of the Eucharist in our lives. And I use it in in parish missions that I'm giving now um, because Pope Benedict said the Eucharist is a mystery to be believed, celebrated, and lived. And I, I think it's so important that we renew our belief in the Eucharist because that affects the way we celebrate. And then both our belief and celebration affect how we live the Eucharist. That is not just something we do on Sunday, but it's something that we take into our daily lives. So Sacramentum Caritatis, the Sacrament of Charity, Sacrament of Love uh, is really great work that can help us during this time of Eucharistic revival. Hmm, So beautiful. Well, thank you, Father James, for spending some time with us today. Again, we want to invite our listeners to continue to pray for the eternal rest of Pope Benedict XVI, and we will certainly keep him and our Holy Father, Pope Francis, in our prayers. And with that, Father James, would you help us close with a final blessing and prayer? Certainly. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the life you give us for this new year, for the life of Pope Benedict. We ask your blessing upon him as he has passed from this life into the next, that he may be at peace. And we ask you to bless all of us in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father James, and have a blessed new year. You too, Dina Marie. Goodbye.